All right, audio is recording. Phone is plugged in. Go to do not disturb mode, which we know does not work anyway, but I like to pretend. Hello, my name is Roger. I like to pretend. Backup recording is on. You ready? Let's do it. Wait. Let's move this just a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. And it's fine because we are live. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. I am the Sussman, Rick Sussman, joined as always by the original angry nerd girl herself, Elle Strange. Elle Strange was wearing her Batman Day shirt, but she spilled something on it and she wouldn't change. And she didn't think I was going to notice. And I did. Happy day after Batman Day to you, Ella Strange. Mm -hmm. How are you choosing to celebrate? Uh, maybe I'll watch the animated series. That's fair. I would like to point out that it is Batman Day. Uh -huh. or yesterday was Batman Day. Uh -huh. So it makes it Batman week, you know, in terms of comics coming up. No actual Batman title came out this week. I think maybe Detective Comics? I'm not really sure. There was one that I saw. We didn't get a copy of it because I think it's for kids. Like Batman Knighted or something no, like that? No, it was like Casebook. Casebook, yeah. And it yeah. was like a, I don't know. Which is good. They it, should be making more Batman yeah. stuff directed at children. That's a good idea, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back Batman Brave and the Bold. It anyway. looked like it was for kids. I didn't look into it. And it, I think it was something that comic shops were giving out. Which is good. Yeah. Giving out books on Batman Day is a great idea. I have one issue. Mm -hmm. Why is it on Batman Day, Batman Week, the week of Batman Day, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, also your birthday. That's next week. Not this week. No. Next no. next week is your birthday. But it has landed on my birthday. This is true. This is true. And next week, your birthday has the Harley Quinn's 80th anniversary special on it. So next week is Harley Quinn week. But here it is Batman week. Yeah. So next week is Harley Quinn week, and uh -huh. it's the 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn, and hey, that's great. Uh -huh. um, also, I'm wearing you know my uh, Sussman, the animated series shirt, to match up somehow. Anyway, uh -huh. neither here nor there. Why not produce a Batman book to land on this week? Like, like an actual title that you could buy. So, like our comic book store. Well, they have had a lot of. Yeah, they've done a ton new. of Batman. They've done a done. They've done a ton of Batman Day stuff in the past. Well, no, no, no. But um, besides that, what I was going to say is that they've had a lot of new series starting up. The True. Last Batman. Weeks. Yeah, Batman Knighted. I yeah, am Batman. Like not even anything to do with. Dark crisis. Oh, the most important, yeah. the most important dark crisis of all of dark crises. The history of the dark crisis has never been more at stake. Yeah, but I can see maybe is your point that there's not like a special, like a trade, or or just like an issue that came out at the, in this week. Like why not? Why not schedule like a one one shot? No, 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 no. no. I'm or? gonna I'm gonna do you one better. Okay. Why not just schedule Batman one twenty seven to drop this week? Like a Batman book, a book that says Batman on the title. Why not just have it come out? Why Why could we not figure out that scheduling? Like, I think I reviewed Batman last week, I think. Yeah. Why couldn't that book have come out this week instead? Like, you, you know you have Batman Day coming out. You can't push a book by a week. I see your point. Thank you. Yes. That's all I care about. I, I want to say that you're asking a lot, but... 
comparing it to past years, yeah. they've always had something. something. You know, going I know on. they're. They I know made the a big, big deal of it. Uh, well, I know the big push this year, of course, is the Harley Quinn 30th Anniversary Edition, which I get, I yeah. get, I do, but it, it does seem odd that you're going to have Batman Day and then Harley Quinn Day the next week. And you've got an 80-page giant for the 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn, but you can't get the Batman title, the title Batman, to release the week of Batman Day. But you did bring up a good point. Yeah. We finally got word about what the hell Dark Crisis is. <laughs> it was released this week. They used all their energy oh, just for that. So. Very literally. Very literally. All of the energy being created is so that we have Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is now, if you'll excuse me for just a moment, a sequel to the original Crisis on Infinite Earth. So, what does that mean about uh, Final Crisis or DC Dark Knight's Death Metal or all these other things? What does it mean about every book that had, like, uh, Identity Crisis, any of that? Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with it. The only two books that you need to know about were Crisis on Infinite Earths okay. and now Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. <laughs> But, but you say that. Yes. But if we could have had the same discussion like six months ago and just insert different title. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's just it's just what it's the, the the main yeah I know I story know. arc of. And all of this is going it's going to have gigantic earth shattering revelations for the DCU, not the DCEU, which is a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe we are getting what I said we should have been getting all along, which is. We need to go back to one for on a lot of these books. Uh, the timing matches up. We're going to hit Wonder Woman 800 very soon. Um, so maybe that'll be the 800 slash one. Um, Batman, uh, the Chip Zdarsky Batman story is going to be wrapping up shortly. Maybe he's going to be continuing on. I don't know. I didn't look into it. That could move us back. I'm telling you, they need to just follow the Marvel example. And anytime there's a major story arc change, go back to one. Amazing Spider-Man just went back to one, or is about to go back to one. Dan Slott is going to come back on board. Major creative change, so Dan Slott, new, you know, right, he's writing his company. Do you think we will finally just accept that you shouldn't have 800 issues of Wonder Woman? Maybe 20 issues of Wonder Woman, then we go back to one, volume four. 20 issues of Wonder Woman, then we go back to one, volume five. Is that so terrible? I think it's hard to do that, and I can explain in my review later. All right. With Wonder Woman specifically. Okay. 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 I don't believe you, but okay. It, it, it was actually going to be part of my review. All right. Yeah. That was that was not planned. I have one more bit of news. Yes. One more bit of news. Uh-huh. We're finally getting the sequel to the smash hit, in my mind, of the 2007-ish uh, Keanu Reeves-helmed Constantine. No, 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 no. No, no. You could, you could push Shaw all you want, but you liked Keanu Reeves I Constantine. Did. Yes, everyone Finally did. made myself, like, I, of course. It took 20 years. I, I, I watched it at some point, and I don't think the whole thing. Like, yeah, because everyone, everyone was really upset. Yeah, was, I was really upset yeah. that it wasn't going to be a guy from, you know, England. It was going to be Keanu Reeves. Well, I was much younger. This is before I even started reading comics when that movie came out. So. 2007? Yeah. 2007? <laughs> you're a year younger than me. It's not like you're 22. You weren't reading comics in 2007? Maybe I was. Oh my goodness. Alright, anyway, please continue your story. Wait, maybe I was. No. Nah. It was hard. I had to have been after. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so 
I watched some of it, but then I finally sat down and I watched the whole thing yeah. with you, yeah. and I have to admit, yes, I did like it. Now, now it is a big ask yeah. to take all you know about Constantine and kind of remove it from, from the theory and just set it in California, in Southern California, yeah. with Keanu Reeves, who is clearly not from England, although one time he did play a British guy in Dracula. Do you remember Oh, that it's oh yeah. Well, so Bram Stoker's Dracula, which is beautiful and, and an amazing movie in and of itself, but Keanu Reeves is one of the principal characters, and he's British. Why did he have to be? Well, I why mean, why did they make him do that? What? <laughs> You're awful. You're just awful. Anyway, I'm super excited uh-huh. about part two to Constantine. The whole cast has been uh, said they're going to be tapped again 17 years later. Of course, it ends on something of a cliffhanger with uh, Chaz coming back as an avenging angel. If you watch the end credit scene, spoiler, watch the end credit scene. I loved that movie. I love it to this day. I have it on three formats. I have it on DVD, I have it on Blu-ray, and I have it on HD DVD. Yes, they still exist. No, they're not making anymore. But I loved, like, there's one person who really deserves the amount of love. And it's not Keanu Reeves, and it's not any of the... It's the guy who played the devil. The, the, the devil shows up towards the very end of the film to claim Constantine's soul. He's on screen for five minutes? Is it, is it even that long? Didn't seem like long at all. But he owns the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Like, in those five minutes, he just is like, mm, this is my film now. Mm. And I, I know you've been waiting for me. Hello. <laughs> and, you know, he shows up in this white suit, and he's got these crazy weird tattoos that you can see under his neck. And, he sh- and his feet are covered in, in tar, and they drip tar as he's falling from, you know, as he's levitating down from the from the sky. Such an amazing little, like, oh, this is so perfect. I, I cannot wait to see how they ruin it. Um, but I'm very excited, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy. What about you, Elle? How do you feel about, about Constant 2? Constantine? Constantine? The I, I'm concerned that they're going to have them do too many movements <laughs> and they can't do anymore. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in better it. shape than me. Yes. <laughs> I know, I know. Right there. Uh, Besides, magic doesn't require hand-to-hand it's combat. My, it's my only joke. Other than that, I, I, think, I think I'm actually looking forward to it. If you haven't seen the original Constantine, Go watch it. Like, watch it with your 2022 eyes. It's actually legitimately good. You do just have to get by this big concern, which is this is not John Constantine the way that we know John Constantine, which I know is a big, big ask. But if you're interested, the entire movie is based upon a trade from Hellblazer called Bad Habits, which if I prepared this show at all, I'd go grab my copy of Constantine of Hellblazer's Bad Habits and show you. But I don't do any pre-work uh, on this show outside of reading comics because I can't be bothered. L. Lestrange, we have comic books. Re- you have a paltry, pathetic, eensy-weensy reading pile. Shaming you. <laughs> Shaming people is my king. <laughs> Wait, so now half of you are cool with it? <laughs> so this is one of the... Just, just real quick, quick aside. That's one of the greatest vines of all time. Listen, don't kink shame me. Kink shaming people is my kink. Oh God! 
All right. Let's get to it. All right. So. We're going to do a double review first? Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. So, okay, first up, this one actually uh, required some research. Recent, we actually did research. <laughs> we actually spent time. We downloaded a whole app just to watch this and read this. And it is Revila, the one-shot tie-in to the movie <laughs> of the same name found on Shudder. Hey, Shudder, I should have tagged you in this. I don't know why I didn't. Shit. Anyway, <laughs> Shudder, give us free stuff. Anyway, what'd you think? Do you want to talk about the book first or the movie first? Well, we should probably explain about the movie. Um, Fair enough. Not to give away a lot of it. No. Because, you know, we want to encourage everybody to go and watch it. But basically... Uh, you know, the, the idea is at the end of the world and these two individuals that lead different lives Entirely are different stuck lives. together yeah. to try to survive. Uh, and so a lot of things come of that. Um, you and the realities of things. Yeah, so Angie and Sally are mm -hmm. very t two very diametrically opposed people. Mm -hmm. um, Angie is a uh, stripper. She works at the Revealer Bookstore. She mm -hmm. works in a peep show. So, you know, you put five bucks in and she... Shows you the goods for a couple seconds. Mm -hmm. uh, and Sally is a super, super, super religious, evangelical Christian woman who is trying to get people to repent for the end is nigh. Turns out the end was nigh. <laughs> Nobody really believed the end was nigh, but as it turns out, in fact, yes, the end yeah. was nigh. So, yeah, um, and that's kind of discussed and everything, too. Yes. In, in this particular book, because this book gives you four short stories that tie in with the movie. For example, one is about one of the demons. Yeah, one's about the primary demon, uh, uh, As Asmodeus. 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 Yeah. Asmodeus. Uh, another one is uh, the, the view of the other girl that's not seen in the movie, but you get to see. Yeah, it, yeah. So so there's a, there's, a, there's a story about Sally that you don't get in the movie, but you get in the comic. Yeah. There's a backstory about Angie. Uh -huh. And then there's a backstory about Ray that I found to be. Eh. Yeah, I mean. You liked I it think, more than I did. Yeah, I I liked all of them. They were oh, they're all good. I will say Fair. the one that I liked most was the one from Sally's point of view Absolutely. because it was the most direct tie, tie into to the, the movie. movie. Yeah, it was really cool. It was, it, I loved because I accepted not seeing that right in the movie. I was like, all right, I get it. You know, it'd be kind of weird to like, yeah. oh, let's get everybody's view. You know, it left some mystery there and you accepted it because there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. You weren't quite sure what was going on. Well, the you movie, know, at some the movie does a great, learn learn they, do a, they do a, a, a tremendous job, by the okay. way, the movie of doing a lot with very, very little. Yeah. There's The cast is a total of five humans. Mm -hmm. There are five human characters. Well, not even one human, but five actors in the entire movie. The entire film is shot basically in two rooms and then a hallway, and that's that's and that's your and that's the entirety of it. Yeah, I it was really 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 well done. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. for so for for obviously very low budget, duh. Uh -huh. But it sort of ties into the fact that it's like an '80s like like satanic panic movie, and it's super low budge, and the majority of the evil stuff is just the lights flickering on and off. But it's just really, it was really well done. Yeah. Now, I will raise this. Does this make you feel like you have to have that movie on DVD now to go with the comic? Kind How of. How bad is this? Kind <laughs> of. Kind of. But in, in this day and age, I'm, I'm just happy knowing that I could go watch it again whenever I want to. I really like the idea. That's what really got me hooked 
I I already thought the idea of this was pretty good because I didn't read what exactly it was about. I just you know saw a couple things here and there online, yeah. and I was like, okay, well maybe I'll put that on my read pile if I need another comic. Right. I uh, didn't even realize that Tim Seeley had anything to do with it. That's the best part. <laughs> and, and by the way, kind of kind of fucked up if I can point out. Um, so if you look at the front here, there are no credits whatsoever to any writers or any artists. If you look on the back, very, 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 very tiny print, you can see that it's a cover by Tim Seeley, and it just says cover by Seeley. But if you're not trying to look for this, and we don't buy, when we open comics up, we don't read the inside cover. We just want to check the book out, see if it looks interesting. If you didn't know that it was Tim Seeley and Michael, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name. We'll just say Michael M, because I'm terrible with last names. But if you didn't know, you were stunned like you and I when the credits rolled, and I literally stopped the movie and went, holy fucking shit, it's Tim Seeley. Yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. I And now to have this tie-in is, is even better. Yeah. Like, it, it just, it's the same thing as, like, with um, uh, Harley Quinn. The, yeah, the show, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, was yeah, going, yeah, and then yeah. they had the comics yeah. and everything like that. Just to have, like, a tie-in with something like that is really cool yeah. and i didn't know what to expect because we we bought this comic and then we looked up a movie and, and we're like and oh god so we have to watch a time, movie. I, I was trying to figure out like tie-ins you know yeah, like, like what is this, is they, this worth like, it who, who, where are they going to do tie-ins didn't even think about the sally point of nope. view uh even when i saw it i completely for, wasn't even thinking about the the comic nope and so it was it was a pretty cool ride i, I loved it yeah. i loved it um, and, and by the way, if you want to know, you have to read the comic after watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, It'll make a you, lot more sense. You're not going to appreciate the comic at all, really. Awesome. An awesome little <laughs> yeah. micro addition to the read pile. It's a one shot. Uh, I would love to go back to the revealer universe again, find out more about what happened, but you kind of get a good idea at the end of what's, what the sitch is. And I, I think, think the story is told. Yeah. I would, I just, I yeah. just loved it. I, Maybe what you want is more tie-in stories, like uh, side adventures of maybe other people. I would like to. Like I would that. like to see their continued trek, but we kind of know what happened. Yeah. We know we know what's up. So uh, you know the trumpets played. Yeah, and be careful. You don't want to end up like Walking Dead, where everybody gets their own series. <laughs> Did you know the zombies are getting their own oh, series now? You're gonna follow. You're gonna follow Shambler number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now, oh, now I'm the bad guy. Speaking of the dead. <laughs> Speaking ill of the dead, no less. We have Army of the Dead versus Reanimator issue something of something. I'm not even sure anymore. I don't know. It's very long title. Uh, so it is, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Army of Darkness versus Reanimator Necronomicon Rising issue three from Dynamite Comics. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to get work as a voiceover actor, all right? Just, I, I gotta show my range. I can be really high! I can be really low. I can get low. So we were, le last issue we were left with uh, Connie and Ash, uh, and then Dr. West and Evil Ash were both um, popping through portals in yes. different ways. Uh, and so here they are now, they're all together. Uh, they've all landed in the same place. Um, and the, you know, them traveling, uh, they have the ability, you know, not just through like time, but you know, just like different things and all. So, uh, th it's cool that they mentioned that. Uh, 
and they use that to put them all in the same place and find out why they have been wanting this book. Why did Evil Ash want the book? What what was the whole point of getting this book here yeah. to this point? Uh, and it quickly turns into um, the, the point where it's just changing the title pretty much. It's not first anymore. Like they got to work together. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, are they really going to? Yeah. So to find out who it is that's really wanting this book in the end is pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, to see where it goes is going to be pretty fun too, because uh, I don't know, you know, are they going to actually be on the same team, or is one person going to the betrayals? The, yeah, the betrayals. So. It's still fun. Uh, I can still hear Bruce Campbell's voice when I'm reading this. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? There's there's only you, one voice. You perhaps. only you only hail to the king, baby. That is it. <laughs> Give me some sugar, baby. I don't remember how many issues. I don't really want to. So know, it does say it does say to be it does say to be continued. So I would assume five. One. I would assume five with a max of six. I feel like where the story is at, like next issue probably would not be enough so yeah. i'm hoping well it says to be continued and typically if it says to be continued then you're good if it says to be concluded that's it yeah but they don't always specify this that is true this either. is true things change yeah. not your pick of the week though <laughs> because your pick of the week is of course like any other goddamn week it's wonder woman of course it's your pick of the week yeah. like 80 percent of becky clunan's entire run has been your pick of the week i'm just pointing that out So, uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman uh, has not visited the Vale of Hippolyta um, yet, so she finally does um, and is able to speak with her mother. God damn, this book is uh, gorgeous. Sorry, I just noticed. It really noticed. is. Uh, <laughs> and Jesus. there, she's uh, Wonder Woman also speaks with uh, one of her sisters that is having visions, which turns into our next story. Ah. Uh, so... They discover that for some reason there's like this group of individuals we don't know who they are uh the reason but they are collecting these very rare flowers in mm. the jungle um of brazil ah uh, i know so, they're gonna run into yara then <laughs> uh and so they are trying to figure out you know what's going on and everything mm -hmm. but one woman gets there and finds out more information and everything i will say this it's talking about animal testing and it's on the edge for me so it's i'm like no no <laughs> uh, but uh kind of given away on the cover you see she is involved but the way she's involved is pretty fucked up oh shit yeah oh shit <laughs> oh that's fucked up it really really is oh man um but what really has gotten me excited most about this issue is what they've been doing in all of uh, Wonder Woman world right now mm. is that they're including everything that we've been reading. Right. I can see how this would piss somebody off mm -hmm. if they're not because it. Oh, I gotta read all of these things to really enjoy this. Here's the thing, everything's been wonderful. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> take it from a very if very we, objective person. I it, it's it, if it's all been super good, objective. I'm not gonna complain. Super I'm, objective. I'm, we we are. In this issue, we are mentioning about everything that happened in Olympus Rebirth, 
and the whole thing with the gods, you know, losing their, their, their worship from individuals yeah. and everything. So you, they're, they're trying to figure out how do we become more love and, and all and gain more power. Uh, but, you know, it, it includes all that. You have a classic character. Uh, then you are mentioning things that happened in Nubia and the Kenya Amazons. And, of course, this is all aftermath of the trials uh, and it's in Brazil. You, it's in Brazil. Because you have to. Everybody is involved. It, you know, we. Yeah. yeah. So I just really like the idea that they built the Wonder Woman reality so much and mm-hmm. have so many different layers to the story. Uh, it's. I can understand how it would be overwhelming to some readers to right. have to keep up with all of that. But you can get away with just reading the Wonder Woman stuff right now <laughs> if you want to. Um, but I will say that once again, I am still not reading uh, Young Diana. I just probably at this point make its own book. That would be nice. We're good. Because I feel like we're just wasting paper on We're me. good with Young Diana. <laughs> that's that's enough. It's just not for me. It's, it's not it seems so odd. Age, no, it seems so think. odd to, to shoehorn in a young reader story. In a in a teen up like book, right? Like that seems weird, right? Yeah. I don't know. But it has nothing to do with how great the story of Wonder Woman was in this issue. It was still pretty damn good. Um, I I'm just really happy where Wonder Woman is right now. Just the just how in depth we are getting into her world. I get that. I would I would love. For these backup stories, like if we get through Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths and the backup stories go away, I would be much happier. And I know what they're trying to do. They're saying, "Hey, Wonder Woman costs four ninety nine because you're getting a comic and you're getting a backup story for a dollar," which I think is fine. But even the backup stories that I would be interested in reading, like Punchline and Catwoman being written by Chip Zdarsky, which I think is fucking cool, I'm not reading it. Like I want to read Chip Zdarsky's Bat- uh, Catwoman. And it's in the back of every issue of Batman. But I'll be blunt. By the time I get done reading the issue of Batman, I don't want to read the backup story at all. I I don't know any time I've been super interested in reading any of these backup stories, even when the creative team is someone I'm really interested in. I just... That's it. That's the story. I will say there's one more negative thing I would say. Uh, the It's not even really about this issue. It's just... Wonder Woman stories that have been going on. Uh, Olympus Rebirth should have had Wonder Woman in the beginning of it, so it could be filed. In the Wonder same Woman area. Olympus Rebirth. Now it's just going to be somewhere else in a different box, not with the Wonder Woman. <laughs> they need to be together. I, I just think it was a cruel joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So shouldn't it be Wonder Woman Nubia Queen of the uh, of the Amazons, or is it Nubia it's Queen? It's all driving me insane. All right. I just want to know <laughs> where the line in the I, sand is. I for think you. I just need to take all of Wonder Woman stuff and yeah. just have it separate. No, absolutely not. There is a there is a. That's what I used six, to do before one, we two, combined three, our stuff. Yes, there is a thirty short box bundle of comics over there that can, no, they are alphabetized. Reverse numerical the way God intended. Onto my repo. Thank you for that repile, Alistair. To start, um, 10,000 Black Feathers by Jeff Lemire. 
I have no idea what the fuck's going on here. But I'm on board. Uh, <laughs> there is some yeah. crazy, crazy shit. Um, this is one of the first images you see. What we find out, what I'm trying to figure out is that there are two young women who, uh, one of them is a writer of fantasy stories, and the other one is her friend who sort of takes her in and her in a new city and a new environment. It's another one of these books that messes with time, and specifically, it flips art, which I'm really into. Remember how last week you were like, aren't there so many books right now that are doing X or like playing with vampires? Well, now we've got another book that flips time, like, like Punisher does. Okay. And if you're in the past, it's drawn differently than when you're in the present, which I think is interesting. The past is much brighter and helpful and loving. The present is full of dark, awful, sad connotations of, of things. It allows your brain to be able to change. Oh, yeah. It moves know, very easily you know, you, on the mind, You, you don't sure. have that bit of confusion, like, oh, I didn't realize two panels ago. I went back to <laughs> this time. So I think the story, and again, I have no earthly idea, but I think the story here is we're going to find out that as she's researching her fantasy story, as she's researching her fantasy book, as she starts writing it, she accidentally taps into another universe where all of this stuff is actually happening. And her friend is like stuck there, sort of, sort of like that kind of story where you got to go rescue your friend from an alternate reality that you accidentally trapped them in. Kind of like, you know, uh, like Frumpyland. Kind of, kind of one of those stories. Oh, that's horrible. I, I, oh, poor Fruity Land. I hope it doesn't end up the same way. No, I would imagine not. But I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. However, the art, the writing, the plot, the story, it's one of those things where you're just sitting like, I have no earthly idea what's happening. Would you like another issue? Absolutely, can I have it now? But I just, gorgeous book, no earthly idea what's happening, all in. Didn't take long because it's Jeff Lemire. I love. He's another one that we just we read all of his stuff, yeah. or I do anyway. But not much of a review because honestly, I don't know what's happening. Which isn't bad. No, it's sometimes a good, issue one is can be that way. Yeah, and depending on the story they're trying to tell, you know, they don't want to give away hang some on, stuff. Hang on, hold this up. Real, hold this up real quick. Womp 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 womp. Look at that! It matches up perfectly. He's my shoulder. He's my parrot. Oh, he's purring. All right, moving on to something that I do know what's happening because it's fantastically dumb and just oh. tremendously perfect in every oh, way. This is so good. Uh, who cares? It's perfect. This is wonderful. It's Jurassic League. Fucking by Jurassic League. There. That's your. That's your. That's your snippet. So now we're, we're getting towards the end. Next issue is absolutely the last issue. I believe it should say to be concluded. I'm fairly confident it does. Yep. Um, so uh, Dark Leo side. Dark, what is his full name? I forget. It doesn't matter. The, the giant dark side uh, dinosaur has hatched from his egg. Um, all the heroes are trying to band together to try and go fight Darkly aside. He, of course, is attacking uh, Triceratops Scaria, tri- tri- uh, the Mascara Triceratops Triscaria. Um, and he's going to eat all of the uh, Amazonian um, Triceratopses. But Wonder Dawn is putting up a hell of a fight. She uh, even finds, what's really cool is she finds the Wonder Dawn uh, um, armor. So you know how Wonder Woman occasionally will wear the golden armor when it's like a real big important fight? Well, uh, Darkly Side like snacks Wonder uh, Wonder Dawn and she finds the Wonder Dawn armor and puts that on 
and then she has this really badass moment where she's look how cool she is look how cool she is I um, thought as that kind of on, say story, that. you don't need to have that moment. Say that out loud. Uh, Dark Leo side? Dark Leo side. Alright. Anyway. So Dark Leo side was like, oh, that's really cute armor you got on there. Who do you think was the one who killed the person wearing that armor in the first place? It was me. This is just so much fun. I have not had this much fun reading a comic book, quite honestly, since um, the Arista, uh, uh, was it the Aristocrats? I forget the name. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't mess with that. <laughs> but remember the Aristocrats by Kieran Gillen, where it was like a fourth, uh, it was breaking the fourth wall in every issue, mm. and it was, it was so much fun. This is that level of fun. This is so great, and I will be so happy with issue six. I don't care what it is. We got our first vision of the Justice, J Jurassic League teaming up. Meanwhile, you've got uh, Batman, or Bat, Batasaur, um, who is coming to the rescue of all of the humans. And they even, uh, I have to say this out loud, the humans look up, hang on, L, if you could please read this. What does that say? Look in the sky. It's a bird. It's a pterodactyl. <laughs> Neither. It's a bird. It's a pterodactyl. No, it's a bat. This is great! Do you want to get a tattoo? Of a bat, Batasaur? Yeah. A tattoo of Batasaur does seem pretty good. You have to get the last page. Of him diving in? What, would it get across my back? What? Like, that's a really big image. Where would I put that? Could. Could. Batasaur on my back. Oh, what a great book. I love Jurassic League. What a wonderful change of pace. Jurassic League, DC Mech. These are books that I'm just so in love with. They're so ridiculous and so over the top, and I cannot wait for more. We here at the Read Pile have four specific pillars of the Read Pile. Each pillar is a book that we tend to leave, read at least one of their comics every single week. This started as a joke, but has become an absolute reality. And those pillars are The Mayor of Halloween Town, Colin Bunn, The Clock King, Tom King, Everyone Dies Taylor, Tom Taylor, and of course the OG Gail Simone. On my Read Pile this week is Superman, Son of Kal El by Tom Taylor. <clears throat> Thank you. So this is issue 15. This is the final climactic battle with the post-humans against uh, Bendix, President Bendix, uh, where they are basically going to try and liberate themselves from this tyrannical ruler over this small country. It is exactly what I wanted from this book. We get to see all of the members of the revolution are trying to not hurt the people who are being mind-controlled. We get Superman um, finding out that he needs a teleporter to get into a base that's underground because the people who are controlling the um, post-humans are doing it telepathically. And they want to escape too, but they're basically enslaved. So it's one of those books where Tom Taylor went out of his way to show that all the people who are being used and abused in this book are being saved. Not just the post-humans who are being abused but also the people who are being forced to control the post-humans telepathically, they're also enslaved. And th that's something that's really cool, because you don't see that a lot. You don't see a, a, a writer, a creator, going out of their way to show, no, 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 it's not just one person who's got, you know, got a bad thing happening. It's a lot, and I loved it. The best part about this book, without question, is Lex Luthor showing up at Bendix's magic uh, palace in the sky, basically, and saying, you're done, Hoss. 
and uh, Benedict's saying, "No, I'm I'm not." What? And, and Luther is saying, "Look, you're you're too reckless. You're too smart. You're not gonna you're not gonna work out. We gotta we gotta go." And he explains that it's not the fact that he's killing people; it's the fact that all of the major tech giants no longer want to work with him. So his business, his stock, basically went down to nothing. And it's so it's so callous, and it's so Lex Luthor. It's so great, where he's just like, "No, I think everything you're doing is fine. Killing a whole bunch of your own people, yeah, do what you do, man. I mean, it is what it is. But you can't you can't you can't do it out in the broad daylight like this, man. People are gonna know it's gonna get back to me. It's gonna get back to my investors. It's gonna get back to the other trillion billionaires of the world." Sorry, bub. We can't have that. Mm-hmm. And it's that. It's not that he's trying to kill anyone. It's not that he's trying to conquer the earth. And Lex even says to him, like, you know, I warned you about this whole world domination shit. Not to get, not, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> we also get this really cool uh, moment where um, Superman, uh, uh, John, flies up into space to stop uh, this giant Bendix laser, which if you're familiar with Akira... Seems very akin to when Tetsuo flew up into the, uh, or, yeah, Tetsuo flowy flies up into the sky and destroys the space laser, mm-hmm. except it goes off, and Superman takes the brunt of it, and he's taking the brunt of it for a good few seconds, so much so that something is wrong with his powers. Thank you, Onyx. That needed to be knocked down. I'm so glad you knocked it down, bud. Please don't knock down my micro machines. It's very rare and worth almost ones of dollars. Yeah, yeah, we know. You want attention. He wants attention. He does his little when he wants attention. Anyway, so Superman sees like something. Basically, he maybe absorbs too much power. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's happening, but I can tell you that he's not super cool with it. Nobody really is. Bendix is dead. The other amazing part of this is that Robin shows up, Damien. And Damien, of course, is kind of. We know that Damien's kind of a dickhead, but. Damien has one friend in this world, and it's John Kent. And he shows up, and he just starts whipping Bendix's face. Like, he literally backhands him. It's, it's really adorable when, um... Let me see if I can find it. It's just really funny when Robin's like... Oh, yeah, yeah here we go. So Robin throws a batarang that knocks out Bendix's control. He goes, hello! I heard you're consistently trying to hurt my best friend. So Robin just smacks him in the face. Just, pa! Just, you know, what are you gonna do to me? What are you gonna do to me? Well, that was a palm. Oh, that was a front, yeah, front hand. Front, it's a front game. Front hand, back hand. Front hand, back hand. Which, which one you want? This is the end of this particular arc. It might be the end of the series. I'm not entirely sure. Um, Tom Taylor has said this already, that in the next whatever, Superman Kal-El is coming back. So we know that the next issue will likely, I guess, take place after Dark Crisis uh, wraps up. Um, I'm not entirely sure of the time frame. I don't particularly care. I, I am interested to find out that if I'm right and everything goes back to zero, you know, we, we all go back to one about After Dark Crisis, if Tom Taylor is going to move over to start writing Superman, like, action comics or Superman 1, I would be very interested to read Tom Taylor's take on a full, elongated, proper Superman title. I'm already in love with John Kent. I love the, like, look at this end scene. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's so, it's so wonderful. Isn't that, isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. I would love to see what this creative team can do with Superman proper. Again, I am not a Superman guy. I never have been, but Tom Taylor has got me all in, and he's doing his thing that he does best, providing hope. Like, if the S on Superman's logo is supposed to be for hope, 
Tom Taylor taps into that anytime he writes that character. He understands that hope. Not quite my pick of the week this week because it was a little obvious, but again, I'm gonna let you in on a secret, L. The hero tends to win. But I loved it. Uh, it to be blunt, there was not one comic on my stack this week that could not have been a pick of the week. Every issue from A to Z were phenomenal. I rarely say that. There are some books where I'm like, eh, this was clunky, I don't like it. I didn't run into that. I, spe- I sped through, I had seven books, mm-hmm. and it took me almost half an hour to read all of them, because I was just, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> Next issue of Above Snakes is here, and once again, we have good stuff. We're learning more about the history of what goes on in this in this universe, where um, Spec is uh basically spec is a you know, vengeance vulture but we find out that he's not the only vengeance vulture in the world in fact uh spec is looking for love so spec puts on his proper love uh, inducing uh dance and he actually has a little top hat and a little cane i love that Aww. isn't that adorable but what we find out is that not only is spec not the only vengeance vulture but he's actually relatively small by comparison so his vengeance is not nearly as big as, say, other people's vengeance. That's Speck there, and that's the other vengeance vulture that they find. And what you find out is that Dirt's vengeance is about uh, seeking vengeance for his dead wife and, uh, un- and either unborn child or child. Anyway, dead family, period. But this other person that they run into is a native, and he's like, yeah, man, um, I got news. Your vengeance about your dead wife, yeah, that's a big deal. These motherfuckers wiped out my entire tribe. Like, all of my family not just my wife not just my kids everyone i knew so he's like if you want to get rid of your bird you better go kill all the above snakes gang first because i'm doing it too and you saw how big his vulture was right yeah so this guy is going to need a lot of blood to satiate that vulture and i'm kind of interested to see where like how much bigger is this universe going to get are we going to run into other like other uh, birds, other vultures? Now that we know that the vultures can be big or small, now that we know that they have their own personalities, depending on what kind of vengeance you're looking for, there is a lot more to Above Snakes than I think originally meets the eye. And now I'm not really sure I want it to be a mini-series. I kind of want to know what's going on. Well, I was wondering, did they, have they mentioned at all, like, after they seek their... Their vengeance? Yeah. yeah. Are they... Presumably the bird goes away, but that's what that's what the Native American guy was telling him. Like, if you want yours to go away, I'm about to, like... I'm about to go rid of mine. Take care of all of them. Yeah. So you're going to be stuck with that bird forever because you'll never get your vengeance because I'm not going to be stuck with this giant bird. I'm going to go kill all these guys. Yeah. And now it's kind of interesting because now it's not just one man hard-boiled seeking vengeance, you know. Now it's... Now it's... Do you you cooperate with that other guy? (laughs) Are they a team-up? Is this, like, the Punisher meets Deathstroke? Like, what's going on, right? (laughs) Same goal. Same... Listen, man, same team! Same team! Let me just kill one of them. <laughs> but it does sort of, like, the old adage, when you seek revenge, dig two graves. One for the person you're going to kill and one for yourself. Because he'll never be rid... One of these two guys will never be rid of their spiritual vulture. Right? It can't It can't be. That's... Well, that's the thing. Like, is it quite literally... Like, does he have to... Be able to kill everyone himself to be the big one, or, to, or can may- the smaller one, you know, feast on some to. I have a better. There'll I, still be some left over for the big one. I have a better question overall. 
what if you don't need to feast on anything? What if the birds are there because you have such rage and such vengeance inside of you? And they're just the specter of your own sadness and reality. Yeah. Maybe he, assuming this is what they're supposed to do. And, he, and at the beginning of the book, Dirt is trying to get rid of his vulture by, you know, pawning him off, making him find love because he found out that vultures mate for life. And he just assumed that that means that he would stay with the lady vulture. But here's another thought. What if the vulture does mate for life? And now you got two. <laughs> I am really enjoying Above Snakes if you can't figure it out. I love all the stuff that's going into it. Again... Not my pick of the week, but just about everything could have been. If I had a one-sub book this week, or if I had a two-sub, a lot of my books are really, 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 really good. I can't name them all my pick of the week. I guess I could. It's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. But it seems unreasonable. Okay. We here at The Read Pile have four particular pillars of The Read Pile. And they are Colin Bunn, Tom King, Tom Taylor, and uh, Gail Simone. On my Read Pile this week is the Clock King himself. You still owe me money. Tom King's Love Everlasting Issue 2. So as you may recall from Issue 1 of Love Everlasting, it was the same story being told over and over and over again throughout time. And it's going forwards in time, or maybe backwards in time. I truly can't remember. This is much different. And it's leading me to wonder what the point of all of these books are. Now don't get me wrong. I really, 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 really liked this issue. But for the life of me, I could not correlate what happened in Issue 1 with what... Can you get her off those? I'm supposed to be giving those away at some point. What are you doing? Why are you standing on top of those? What is she trying? What is she putting her claws into now? She's trying to eat this plastic bag. Oh, for God's sake! Go ahead, get out of here. Get out of here, Barbara Gordon. Does anyone want any torties? Does anyone want you? They're supposed to be adoptable. Oh, she's back. <laughs> So in this issue of Love Everlasting, it starts off the same way all of the books do. Uh, there's, you know, the the classic um, Romeo and Juliet, or a you new know, love interest, a, a new love interest, uh, all of this. It, but it takes it's called the Hunt for Love, Chapter One. And uh, by the way, big shout out again to Elsa uh, Cartier. I'm probably mispronouncing your name, but her art in this is so great, and it matches up so well. And it's a classic love story of uh, the maid trying to find love with uh, the uh, the man the man of the house. They were both born on the same day. Uh, ironically enough, they spent their entire lives together. When uh, their love is found out, the father sends the, the son away. But as we progress through the book and we hit each new chapter, um, our main character, she starts getting less and less, like, in touch with the times. Like, she starts getting much different. Like, her, her lingo searching, her verbiage starts stops being so so flowery and so lovey. And by the time we get to chapter three, she's full of, shut the fuck up, Roger, you're already fucking dead, let me worry about the living. And it's just such a, it's so out of left field. And what you're seeing is you're sort of seeing like this, the story is advancing, but we don't really know what it's about. There's a mystical, there's a, there's a, 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 a mysterious cowboy who shows up where she basically starts telling him, I finally killed you, you're finally dead. I don't know what's happening in this issue. I'm just starting to crack. It has nothing to do with issue one, as best as I can tell. The, the way that I think it's happening, and again, this is me just thinking. This isn't any way confirmable. I think what's happening is this is the same Joan throughout time. Mm -hmm. And there's this cowboy that's always following her. And sort of like killing her over and over again. Kind of like a Groundhog Day kind of thing. Like a Palm Springs kind of thing. You remember the movie Palm Springs? Mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening. And she's... She spends her entire life, this life, learning how to shoot. 
so that when the cowboy shows up, she can kill him. I have no idea if that's what's happening, though. All I know is that each issue, which there's only been two, have been really interesting. And it's Tom King, so of course he's going to mess with time, right? Mm -hmm. Barbara. Here. This is all that she wants. This is all she ever wants. She loves paper wads. I bought this cat at $200, $200 worth of toys. Paper wads. Anyway. <laughs> I like Love Everlasting a lot. I want more of it. I just kind of wish I knew what was happening. But maybe I'm going to find out in time. Remember, you had the same problem with uh, Batman Catwoman. Mm -hmm. You were willing to drop it by issue three because you were like, yeah. I don't know what's happening. Da -da 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 -da. I'm totally willing to see where this is going. I want to see where this is going. I am very confused as to how issue one and issue two correlate, if they do at all. And maybe they don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I think they do. Um, but it's just, that's how it's being told. You know, you're, you're going to feel a little detached. Yeah, little and then by like issue five or something. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it Tom always, King. Yeah. It's Tom King. We trust Tom King empirically. He's one of the pillars of the read pile, for God's sake. So yeah, we're all in on Tom King. Almost always. In fact, I don't think I've ever read a bad Tom King book. That's legitimately. You've got 85 issues of Batman. You've got all the Miracle Man. All right. I don't know which one's which. Fuck it. They're stacked this way. Do a powerbomb! Oh, okay. So in issue one, I was very torn away from this book. I didn't like the idea that it takes place in this weird parallel universe and all this. I'm past all that. Again, this is one of the cool... If, you, if you're a wrestling fan, or if you just watch wrestling from time to time, you're going to recognize all of the stuff. There's also two instances where we're going to need a montage is, is actually said. And you can watch the montage, the training montage. There's two different training montages. We learn more and more about the need for both of these people to um, be... You know, they, who is essentially the father and daughter, but the daughter doesn't know that this is her father. Uh, so Cobra-san is explaining to uh, 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 Luna, uh, is it Luna? Anyway, the young Steel Rose about her mother and how they were a tag team together and how they had a finishing combo called the Sword and uh, the Sword and Curse, and it was like a top rope clothesline into a powerbomb combination, and it was really cool. The amount of wrestling knowledge that uh, Daniel Warren Johnson uh, puts into these books. What a true wrestling fan. Absolutely understands wrestling inside and out. I would love to shoot the shit with him and discuss wrestling in general. We get another great tag team match where uh, a move called the Shatter Machine is actually used. We get this incredibly tense kick out, no less, where she actually kicks out of their finishing move, which you don't expect her to do, which is really, really cool. It's just, it's, it's fucking perfect for wrestling fans. If you're any kind of wrestling fan, you have to be reading Duo Powerbomb. Sun and Steel are two incredibly interesting characters. The fact that we know that their father and daughter is just something that we know. Um, I don't know how long the series can go based upon what we're seeing. The tournament appears to be wrapping up. This final image of Cobra-san explaining how they're going to win the next match by, by any means necessary is so badass. He's got light tubes, he's got kendo sticks, he's got a barbed wire bat, he's got a barbed wire chair. And then you get to see the cover of the next issue, which appears to be possibly a ladder match for the title. Wow. I am all in on Duo <laughs> Powerbomb. 
Uh, I'm also incredibly disappointed that my good friend Jason Ayers got all the cool Duo Powerbomb merch. Fuck you, Jason. You know what you did. Actually, I just said it. But if I could get some Powerbomb merch, that would be nice too. I'll buy it. I don't. I don't. I don't expect them to send me it for free. Just send me a link. Yeah. I will make a purchase. Perhaps we make life-size replica belts. That would be fun. <laughs> Talk to me. Daniel Warren Johnson, by the way, on two of my read piles this week. Getting dangerously close to a pillar. Not my pick of the week, simply because it wasn't a book that came out the same week that this book came out. This is my pick of the week only because I had to pick one. And it's really good. The Silver Coin, issue 14. Now, unlike all the other Silver Coin, uh, all the other books, the Silver Coin can be read one at a time. There have been a backup story explaining where the coin came from, and it's called Dark Passage, and it's been very good. But this is a book that reads by itself. And what's really amazing about this is it's called The Bad Year. Um, I am not going to mispronounce your name, but I'm going to say the writer and artist, of course, is Michael Walsh, who's done all the art for all of them. Pornsack? Pornsack? Peach? Pichote? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm mispronouncing your name. I'm not good at names. But this is so good. This is Tom Taylor-esque in how much... Or Tom King, pardon me, esque in how much they fuck with time. And it's so well done. start the book off in what is essentially happening right now this very second what's really amazing about this is that every major villain from every issue of the silver coin makes an appearance the chef who was cutting everybody up in the diner the kid from i think like the first issue who was wearing somebody else's face every major silver coin issue the giant spider the pilgrim they're all here they're all here and as we're reading the book the modern stuff never changes, but as we read the stuff that happened in the past, we're going further and further back in time to see where all of this started, to see where all of this animosity began between our two primary characters, why it's happened, how it's happened. All this is is one guy who really just wants to protect his wife, girlfriend, whatever, fellow actor, and he thinks he's going to go about it the best way possible by just sort of lording over her at all times, they get into arguments all the time about you're not my dad, you got to stop letting you know let me live my life, all this stuff. All of these things are things I totally understand and I totally get. But it's the way that it's written, how we go backwards and backwards, and then the twist at the end is very silver coin twist, but it is so good. All of this is about a guy who it's all about COVID. It's very un, un uh, um, unabashedly about living two years in COVID time and how shit just gets worse and worse and worse. But you're watching it backwards, like this movie, one of my favorite movies, which I only recommend watching once because it's so brutal, called Irreversible, where it starts with the worst possible ending, and then you watch the movie backwards until you see how it began. This is very much like that, where you're seeing their relationship is in complete shambles. Mm -hmm. There's also crazy horror, element, uh, horror elements happening, but their relationship is completely shattered. And then as you read the book, you're watching the relationship reform until the exact moment where everything starts to break apart. And then you can sort of read it back to front that way. Hmm. But 
the horror elements, the silver coin elements, and this are so good because it's all just in his head. Just like everything else. He thinks she's going to cheat on him. He thinks he needs to take care of her. He thinks she's going to die from COVID. All this other stuff. So in his mind, he's imagining all these terrible things. And that's what the silver coin is doing to him. Is It's making him imagine all of these things. Hmm. What happens, what's actually happening, the actual reality, is so bad. It's so fucked up. Oh, man. It's so good. It's a, it, every issue of the silver coin, like I said, is essentially a one-shot. You could read issue 14 and never read another issue again. That's fine. Initially, I was very annoyed with the silver coin for this premise. Now, I love it. I need more and more of these crazy, fucked up stories. They are so good, and they are so awesome. So, that about wraps up this week's episode of The Read Pile. Our picks of the week this week, Elder Strange, you have Wonder Woman 791, I believe. Yep. And I have the silver coin 14. Um, I'd also recommend for all of my wrestling nerd friends out there, do a powerbomb. Get on board. At least read the trade. Read the, the digital version of it. If you're a wrestling nerd, you got to read Do a Powerbomb. Also, if you really want an extended amount of entertainment. Yes. Good point, L. We both loved Revealer. However, it was not our pick of the week because, to be quite frank, you got to watch the movie to, in order to get the, to get the references. But again, you can, you can download Shudder for free. You can watch the movie and then cancel your subscription immediately thereafter if you so choose. At this point, it's $5.99 a month. We're both spooky kids. I'm considering just keeping the goddamn service. Um, but, Revealer, uh, Silvercoin 14, Wonder Woman 791, do a powerbomb for an amazing week for comic books. One of the best read pile reviews we've had. Nothing negative. Nothing yeah. negative. Some, good. some some petty Annie stuff where we don't like yeah, backup stories. Silly stuff, yeah. But that's more us than I mean, the actual books. I filed away. <laughs> yeah, how do you file this? This is all terrible. Anyway, before we go, we always like to give a shout out to all of our friends out there who have sent us stuff or who have uh, been a big part of the read pile. Of course, those are the Space Bastards, uh, Mad Cave Comics, our sister show, the Indie Cast, which is available at the Wrestling Nerd Radio Network, the WNRN, which is currently covered up because of all these pumpkins. WNRN. Uh, Bountiful Garden, Haven for Heroes, awesome people, by the way. Sean Lewis's nephew, I think, works there. Um, EricPalicki.com and AJ Schumacher. All of our friends, thank you so much for watching. We will be back next week with the L Celebration Birthday Edition. Probably. Uh, and uh, more comics to review. Until then, make sure you check us out on the Twitter.com. Make sure you check out L over on Instagram at So You Have a Chronic Illness. And we. Why can't I get this to stop? We will see you all very soon. But until then, say goodbye, Elle. Bye, Elle. Eh, I gotta hit the X. It's always so hard. Oh, I said, I said stop. There we go. Oh, bye, audio-only people. <laughs>